Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome in to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. It's Friday, August 19th on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I am Nick Rouse, joined by rootin' tootin' bootin' scootin' Justin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus. How are we doing today, Justin? Uh, we're doing pretty good. We had... Uh, well, I'll, if I'm being honest, Roush, I'm a little stressed. I got my oh, first no. uh, got my first high school game tonight. Oh, that's exciting, though. Um, yeah, but so there's so much going on on the Big X that I'm on a different channel than I normally am. Oh, wow. So I have to... Ru- so are you on the uh, the Christian station, like 970 or something? No, Trinity is on there. Oh, wow. St. X is on the Big X. I'm on I'm on 94.7 this evening, but uh, wow, there's, a, there's a kicker. So there's only two people in the studio... That can run games, so I'm technically the third game. So I've got to run my own commercials. So I'm just I'm stressed out to the max, trying to figure out how to make that work logistically between mm. the Comrex and my laptop. And oh wow! But you know what? I've, I have faith in you, Justin. I like th- like George Michael's, you just gotta have does. faith. What um what game will you be calling tonight? Uh, Silver Creek Charlestown. Okay, so is um battle four oh three or whatever. Do we know if either team is good or not? Charlestown's gotten a lot of praise um, in this offseason. Silver Creek lost quite a few uh, important pieces off last year's team. So I would imagine Charlestown would probably be the favorite tonight, if I had to guess. But, okay. Yeah. I'm excited uh, for to hear Beers with Spears on the Big X. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, John Spears will be calling uh, the Tigers. It should be a good game between uh, St. X and Owensboro. Um, it was a good game last year. Now that was with Gavin Wimsett, who... Should be starting for Rutgers this year, which is just so weird to say out loud. But yeah, he should be in a. I mean, if they want to move forward, I was actually listening to Stanford Stephen the Bear, and they're like, "Yeah, they need to go with the Wimsett because this other kid's going to keep starting for him. He's he's got a high. He's got a he's he's hit his ceiling." Uh, but that should be a good game. Really excited to have high school football back. Uh, you know we. We get a lot of gory days, uh, chops busted on the Thornton's text line, 502 1450 but there is something special about high school football, mm-hmm. Justin, because, you know, you only get, let's, let's say you play, e- even if you dress sophomore to senior year, you get 35 games tops, 
where you get to play under the lights. So it's it's special. It's fun. It's a rare opportunity. Uh, if you're going to be playing one of those games tonight, enjoy every single second of it. Live it up. Um, you know, e- even if it isn't always a W, it's still just uh, you're never going to get to be able to put those pads back on again. You know, when I was in high school, I begged my mom to let me play football just because I was over the whole cross-country experiment. We got varsity football my senior year, oh, that would and she did not let me play. So I never got to experience it as a player, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, thank you, Mom. I don't have to worry about brain injuries. Well, it would have been bad playing for an awful team in your first year That's of true. existence. Hey, they won. we won our first game, though. No. We played another school who it was their first, first game. First year of football. And yeah. we, we won and didn't win another game for two years. I will say, though, the uh, it is a shame how much overblown the concussion stuff got for the next generation. Because mm-hmm. like they're playing other sports where concussion rates are pretty damn high as well. But you can learn football in middle in seventh and eighth grade and still be fine when it comes to high school. Perfectly fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've I've bought into the CTE stuff. Oh well, yeah, I, I only had one or two concussions. It's not too bad. I only had one, and it came from the ocean. So yeah, exactly. Like you're going to get concussions in your lifetime. Yeah, you only get one or two in football. That's not. It could be worse. But high school football, a lot of fun happening across statewide. I know KSR, we're down at Breathitt County. They're going to be playing their first game since the floods. Um, and it's taken a lot of work to get that facility ready. Um, these kids have been spending a lot of their time just getting their lives back together. And this will this this should help them return to normalcy. So I know Letcher County is also playing tonight. So um, really, really happy for those mountain communities that have just been through a lot. That now they can they can have some football to fall back on. That's kind of wild that they've been able to get the field ready. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's still a lot of water standing around. No, well, that was the thing is, uh, so the water went away pretty quickly. The mud was real bad, but on a field, a field is actually easy because you just pour some water on it. It kind of soaks into the ground. It was the locker rooms and stuff like that, like power washing, you know, get, getting all the mud out of there is, is probably the, the bigger problem. But also, most locker rooms, you know, you'll have like concrete floor kind of stuff with drains because they're a locker room. So, um, but nevertheless, exciting football. It's back in the Bluegrass, back in southern Indiana. Um I know the the Tigers, like we said, they'll be good once again. Uh, Cal, Cal is back um, after having like a down year or two. They got some talented kids. PRP should be probably the best public school team in the city, right up there with Mail. Uh, one of those two. I know they typically don't end up playing each other in the playoffs, uh, just the way it sets up. But uh, those should be two of the better uh, public school teams uh, in the city. And that actually, I, I wanted to hit one quick hitter because. Uh, we're going to be talking. Justin and I both watched the Manti Teo Netflix documentary. Wild, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, bonkers stuff. Uh, we're going to give spoilers, but there isn't. I mean, you most of us loved it, right? So like, there isn't a ton of new stuff. You just get some clarity on the timeline, uh, you know, and and you also get to see how messed up it is. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball. I made some lists, Justin. Some some Final Four lists. Wow. Yeah. I came prepared with some takes. But I did want to bring up something newsy because I mentioned mail. Jeremiah Collins. He went to mail last year, just like Will Spencer. Woo Spencer. Woo and Jeremiah both said, eh, sorry, we're leaving. Not really sure why. Woo just said his family moved. 
you know, I'm sure there was a bunch of different story circumstances, etc., in all of those moves. Um, but Jeremiah Collins and Moose Spencer both still being recruited by Kentucky. Collins actually spoke with uh, KSR the other day, said he's going to visit Kentucky this fall. Definitely going to visit this fall. Where'd he transfer to? He moved to Chattanooga. Wow. Or Mur- outside of Murfreesboro, actually. Oakland, Murfreesboro. Great area of the country. Big uh, big powerhouse program, too. Woo is over at New Albany. Yeah, knew that one. Which, by the way, New Albany High School is just, I, I don't know how it is education-wise, nicer than every high school in Louisville. Facilities, all of that. It's pretty nice, yeah. Which, this is an argument that always ticks people off. But, like, Louisville shouldn't have... 34 high schools. Should have like 12. Mm-hmm. 12 really good high schools versus 34 average to crappy ones. Change it up. Make it better. Problem is we got one school board instead of like three. New Albany, by the way, uh, dedicating their basketball court tonight to Romeo. So Romeo's going to be at their game tonight. Wait, 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 wait. They're dedicating their basketball court to Romeo, or not at a basketball game? They're renaming it for Romeo. Yeah. First football game. He's going to be in town. It's going to be awesome. Wow. How come we didn't know about this, though, Scoots? You think they would have ads on the Big X promoting... Matt uh, Dennison's been talking about it all week. Abraham Lincoln's return. If you just listen to the Big X every once in a while, you'd have heard it. You know, I'm I'm working. (laughs) You know, too too busy. Not making enough time. Romeo Langford back in town. Wow. We'll have a parade, ticker tape parade. We're naming a basketball court from why not just change the name of New Albany to New Romeo? I like it. I mean, why the heck not? Gosh. <laughs> the thing is, so Romeo Langford was no doubt one of the best basketball players in Indiana high school history, right? Behind Damon Bailey, probably, yeah. But so was he like second all time? Is he second in scoring? Uh, I don't know about scoring. I'd have to. I'd probably not if I had to guess. Go go check up and see how he finished. Because the thing with Romeo Langford is, yes, he was a great recruit. He was awesome at New Albany. I think they won a state championship, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. He, he goes to Indiana. Stays home state hero. But he didn't. I mean, did Damon Bailey do more after he left high school than Romeo? Like, I feel like Romeo. Yeah, no, way more. And yeah, Damon Bailey had a great career at Indiana. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. He wasn't like an all-American, but he was a fine player for IU and played on like, you know, Team USA when it was only amateurs. But Romeo didn't. Is Romeo Langford good enough to have everything in New Albany named after him? That's my question. I mean, he's the best player to ever come out of New Albany. Yeah, but. I feel like there can be some better ones, though. He's number five, by the way, on the all-time score. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I 3,002 I mean, points in four years. I'm also one of those two that I feel like some of these things, you should probably let the cake bake a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, R- Romeo is, what, five years removed from high school? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing this radio show when Romeo was in high school, right? Four years, actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's, that's such a quick turnaround. Well, he's got the he got an outdoor court named after him as well in New Albany. Which okay, all right, yes, fine. Yeah. Renaming the high, I don't know. I mean, it, I felt like it took forever for them to name UCLA's court after John Wooden. Maybe right? maybe they just see the writing on the wall and they've been pretty disappointed with his NBA start in his career. So it's like, well, you might as well do it now while his stock is as high as it's going to get. Well, but are you just coddling him? 
right? Like, shouldn't you be motivating him? Doesn't, doesn't everybody? Him? Doesn't everybody that age get coddled these days? Uh, these days. Back in my day, <laughs> we didn't have no coddling. <laughs> but the, Louisville did the same thing with Lamar. Yeah. I mean, and Louisville was even dumber about it because that was your, this year is the time to use it when you're recruiting really well. That's when you use your Lamar card, not when you stink. Hey, so I was actually thinking the other day when we were talking about Lamar, if who is the basketball version of Lamar at Louisville? Who's the one guy they always bring up when you talk about basketball history at Louisville? I mean, it. Do they have one? It's Daryl Griffith. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go a little newer, two thousands and, and after. And he's a he's a hometown guy who stuck around and who had a really good NBA career. Um, after that, now it's Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good call. But because the, the rest of them were really good college players that weren't necessarily great pros. Well, because I was sitting here racking my brain on names, and I was like Peyton Siva. Like, who would it be? But and, yeah. and then Russ would be... Yeah, he'd be up there, too. Because, I mean, Russ Smith, he should be in the TPT. I think uh, I saw him tweeting about how he's finally healthy, so injuries might have played a toll on him or something, reason why he didn't play this go-round. But Russ was a pretty electric factory. The closest thing they've had to a superstar during that that Patino run, which every time Patino comes up in my household... My wife's just like, man, don't you miss him? <laughs> and your answer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> miss him so much. Because it, it is fun to hate people. Yeah. And I know that sounds bad, um, but it, it is fun to hate people. And it's also fun when you have a personality like Patino, who's just such a, so over the top. He's such a character. And... Like, my wife likes that side, but she likes the way they played more than anything because it was in-your-face, deny, defense, full-court pressure. The press, he went away from it, you know, more, you know, his press at UK wasn't the same thing that he did at Louisville, but they applied a lot of pressure. They ran up and down. They shot a lot of threes. This is fun. See, that's why I missed the Indiana-Kentucky series because my heart has gotten – Little too soft on Calipari. It was a lot more fun when I could hate him. <laughs> Which, loving to hate. Isn't that really the Manti Teo story? That's it. Hey, by the way, before we get to that, yeah. are you drinking Thornton's coffee? I am. My gosh, I can smell that from over here. Oh, Is I got crazy. The, I got the Italian dark roast today, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm doing this. Um, it's it's part of my new. I, I don't want to call it a diet, but I'm trying to. If I'm not drinking beers. That night, then I don't, um, then I fast. Mm. So I won't eat. Like I, I ate yesterday at like six thirty-seven. So I drink black coffee in the morning, morning from Thornton's. And you got to get the real potent potables there because that feels like it puts some extra hair on your chest. It sticks to your ribs a little bit more, and that way I can fast a little bit longer and hopefully drop some. You know, keep keep the weight off. See, I'm the opposite when it comes to drinking beers. If I am drinking beers, I'm gonna fast throughout the day. Wait, if you're like while you're drinking? No, I'll I'll eat like chips or whatever when I'm drinking, but I don't eat a, a lot of the days if I'm drinking at night because I want to catch a quick buzz. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my my thing is is typically is like if I'm if I'm having some drinks at night, also that doesn't count as fasting. You got to drink black coffee when you're fasting or tea or water. You can't drink any 
when you fast, that's the part. You can only drink non-sugar things. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. You can't do sugar per, past a certain time, then you're not fasting. So if I had beers, it would ruin the fasting process. But if I'm like, all right, I'm drinking today, I'm going to go home and you know maybe snack on some, some chips or something when I get back. Cheat day. Yeah, yeah. I get a couple of those. But TJ Walker, he's out today. He's out at a bachelor party. Um, so that 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 took away my Thursday night beers. Got to be ready. Got to be alert. That's why I stopped in at Thornton's today. Got myself some coffee. I'm fasting, but you don't have to there because they have awesome breakfast burritos. My favorite is the bacon. Um, Scoots likes the uh, the croissant sandwiches. Oh yeah. I'm. Have you have you had the double sausage biscuit? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. And it, and it's nothing against Thornton's. It it is just me with biscuits. I can't do biscuits on a unless it's sandwich. gravy. I, I like yeah. I, I need gravy with my biscuits. Yeah, that's what it boils down. Sometimes to. Uh, post uh, post alcohol nights, the sausage grease really cuts through mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 booze better than anything. Um, but they got it all at Thornton's. They're very convenient. Download the refreshing rewards app today, and then text into the Thornton's text line five zero two. 414-1450 is the number. Justin, I have a lot of Manti Teo thoughts, so I think we should take an early break. Let's do it. Because, I got a lot as well. Uh, man, uh, it, just when you thought you didn't know that whole story. Nobody, I mean, that's that's what I was telling somebody. I was telling somebody yesterday that I was going to go home and watch. Oh, it's Trevor. We were here trying to fig- figure out that equipment, and he was like, I was like, I got to go home, watch this Manti Teo thing. Yeah, and it, and he's like, well, why the hell you want to watch that? And I was like, because Trevor, nobody knows all the details. Like we all live through it, we all know pretty much what happened. But there were so many details in that that I had no well, idea about. And so. it also is a great example of American society slash pop culture mm-hmm. in in our modern era because it, it's one of the first big modern era internet stories. For a variety of reasons. So we'll get to all of that and much more after we take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. And, you know, if you don't want to hear all man thought don't worry. I've got Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball takes. Well, and Nick much, Curran on as well. Much more right here on the Big X Sports Radio. like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. In other words, Kentucky Roll Call was the balls. Welcome back in. Kentucky Roll Call on a Friday. So in love with you. Oh, love you too, Skiz. <laughs> Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, hanging out with you while TJ Walker gallivants across the country he, doing God knows what. He's still sleeping, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. He was, that text he sent last night was eight beers deep. Wait, I might have missed that. Yeah, like he, he misspelled something and it was just from out of nowhere. It was definitely a. <laughs> the stoops butt slapper. Yeah, without a slapper in there. <laughs> <laughs> Rouse, you're a, such a stoops butt slapped. 
Uh, no butt slapping happening today on KRC. Text in the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Getting you started. Getting you ready for the weekend. And if you you got any free time, you know, there's no one final weekend without college football. Week zero coming up next week, followed by Labor Day weekend. Tons of parties, tons of college football. If you got a, some final free time before things get going. This Manti Teo documentary. It's on Netflix. It's under the umbrella Untold. I didn't know there was for thirty. I didn't know there were so many of those. Yeah, this is only the second one, I believe. No, there was when I searched Untold on my Netflix, there was seven or eight of them that are already out. Yeah. Oh, didn't realize. That. I knew the Tim Donaghy one, um, but nevertheless, they've this this iteration of it, similar to Thirty for Thirty, two one hour episodes, and you know, some of our listeners might have been too young to remember it exactly. But this gets into the nitty-gritty of the Manti Teo Lene Kakua story, which was one of the craziest things that ever surfaced, ever, when it came out after the 2014 National Championship, 2013 season. Mm, that sounds right, yeah. Was, also, was that the Catherine Webb game? That wasn't the Catherine Webb game, was it? Who's Catherine Webb? The Brent Musburger uh, kind of talking oh. about AJ McCarron's girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe so. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good seeing those old uh, old clips of uh, of Uncle Brent being on the on the big stick. I couldn't believe how when they were showing highlights from in the like what 2010 2011, the quality is not great. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, that was the Catherine Webb game. That's wild. Yeah, 2013 BCS title game. Um, but yeah, it um, it is funny, Justin, because that was right on the fringe of it where you went from, I mean, we were transitioning from regular D to HD, so mm-hmm. you could see it while they were going through Teo's career. And... I think first and foremost, this documentary does a good job of painting a complete picture of Manti Teo mm-hmm. because part of the reason why people were so flabbergasted by this story was not just the shock value because we couldn't believe that somebody in a position like this could get duped the way he did, but also we love to hate on people and Manti Teo he just seems too perfect, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, I even remember at the time, you know, I'm degenerate frat guy, just like, oh, come on. You know, hating on Notre Dame, like, oh, they're just beating up on Big Ten teams. It was also pre the ACC deal, so they were playing Purdue, they were playing Michigan State, um, and if you noticed on those scoreboards, there was a lot of, you know, like number 20 Notre Dame versus number 15 Michigan versus number 12 Michigan State, stuff like that. So I just remember being like, there's no way that this guy is Mr. Johnny, good guy. It turns out, Justin, he really is Mr. Johnny, good guy. He might be the nicest human ever. Yeah, it was very pro-Manti documentary. I mean, they they really did paint him in such a great light. Even Even not just the words that he was saying, but like all the others they interviewed, his mom and dad, of course. Of course, they're going to speak highly of him, but it is. His buddy, his his friend at Notre Dame that came with him, mm-hmm. like he spoke highly of him. Yeah, he just seems like a great guy. And I, and I don't think that was just the documentary doing it. Like this guy, 
He's he's as much as we like to dump on Tebow because he sounds kind of like a phony at times. Like he he can come off as like a gemstone, if you will, and we can kind of scoff at it. Manti Teo wanted to go to USC. He said a prayer. His counselor told him, ah, I thought you were more of a Notre Dame guy than a USC guy. So he went to Notre Dame when he did not want to, and they were bad at football. That's when they stunk. And granted, by the time he would have got to SC, I think, uh, as he called it, he didn't even call him USC. By the time he would have got there, I think Carroll would have been gone, mm-hmm. and they would have had all the infractions and everything. But he blindly just picked Notre Dame. And then had the culture shock of a lifetime. Right. And I mean, just what, stuck it out. What kind of kid from Hawaii goes to South Bend? And then plays right away. I mean, the fact that he was, you know, Church of Latter day Saints and then dealing with Catholicism, you were, I mean, there are polar opposites. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like he's Muslim or something, but like that. So that part, the setting the table, he really seemed like the nicest guy ever. And Justin, that's what made him more susceptible to getting duped. And I think another part that, in hindsight, is uh, like, oh, yeah, catfishing, obvious. He was the first catfish. Mm-hmm. Like, that TV show didn't exist. That that terminology, that term didn't exist. But they really laid it out to where when the news first broke, you couldn't believe it. Like, how could this did he meet her? I thought he he had to have met his girlfriend if he made such a big deal about her, right? His Polynesian like culture, every Justin. I just I, I believed it that like after watching just the first hour, I'm like, okay, I can see how Manti Teo, who's kind of this innocent guy, this nice guy who's willing to help, who just has a Facebook friend that says my dad's sick, like he's such a nice guy. That would open up the door for conversation. Yeah, I totally believed it. Can you can you see that scenario? I mean, back in, back then, yeah. Now that this would never happen. Now, I mean, right. if you if you date somebody for however long they dated and don't see them, you're, you at a certain point you get skeptical that they're even real, just well, because everybody has seen the show Catfish so much, and the prevalence of FaceTime now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would Skype some. Like I, I tried dating my high school girlfriend for like two weeks in college, and we would Skype, and it was just it was stupid. I you know, I got out, you know, I was I was over that pretty quickly. But the but back then there was plenty of excuses to not do that. Well, I mean it's the it's the same excuses the ones that she was talking about. It's the same excuses that they give now. Phones cracked, yada yada, whatever else she threw okay. out. But but now we got to get to. Is the catfisher, Renaya, the worst human to ever walk the earth? No. Oh, no. okay. I mean, it's... Okay, like, let's... let's see, th- that's the part where this is complicated. But, here's the thing, Justin. I think that... So, what, what makes this fascinating is that this Renaya, this person, born male... Uh, played football in a football family, Tuiasa Sopo, where, like, you know, I remember the name Tuiasa Sopo from NFL Blitz, the announcer saying it, because uh, dad, cousin, brother, like, a lot of people played in the NFL from the Tuiasa Sopo family. Mm-hmm. Renias has hated football, only did it out of kind of fear. Now, Renia 
is transgender woman, lives in American Samoa. There, it's much more of a cultural acceptance, uh, you know, especially in Eastern cultures. Like it's not really a big deal um, over there. Like like we're still getting used to it now. But at the time, Renaya was in this. Like this was their outlet for. I guess, satisfying that part of their life. And so, Justin, my thought was, okay, this may, some of this makes sense to me. Doing the Facebook, chatting with guys, and then eventually when they want to meet, you just end up breaking it off. Mm -hmm. That part made sense to me. And I can justify some of that. It It got to unjustifiable links the further, deeper this person got in. So... It's like every other person that catfishes, and I, I watch a lot of the show, so I've I've seen examples, and that's why I say she's not the worst because I've seen some mm-hmm. I've seen some pretty gnarly bad people on that show. But sh- it's like every other excuse they give, they want to get out and end it, but they just don't know how. So at, at a certain point, it just becomes selfish, and they, and they start thinking about that other person, but then they remain selfish and just don't know how to end it because they can't swallow their pride and say, "Look, hey, I've been lying for years." Well, and I think the other, like there, there were outs if you got out early on, mm-hmm. but Manti Teo is the nicest guy ever. I'm sure that dude would be really hard to break up with. Well, and, and he was, it seemed like during the, during the episodes that he would kind of keep it going at times. Like he didn't need to check in on her dad, how, she, how he was doing and all that, right, but, he right. did, but he did. Right, right. Because that's who he is. He's just, a, like we've talked about, just a, seems like a nice guy. Well, but here's the thing. And, and you mentioned the the person getting in too deep and they can't find a way out. They found a way out and they picked the worst option. Yeah, true. It was the worst option possible. Worst timing. Too. Well, and also, like, what a crazy, dumb story. to Like, a dumb lie to come up with. Like, if you did the car wreck thing... Just kill them off. Yeah. You know? And the part of the thing that shook me the most was that after Lene got in the supposed car wreck, Renaya would pose as the brother and say, she's in the hospital here. You can come talk to her. And he would hear this like, yeah, this breathing machine thing. And then at one point, the breathing picked up and was like, the, the nurse just said that's the most she's responded to at all. So Manti feels obligated to spend, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour a day just sitting on the phone with this person that's hooked up to a ventilator who's not at all. There's fake breathing into it. That's how selfish Renaya was. Mm-hmm. That they, they would fake breathe through a ventilator, through a mic. I think it is the most selfish thing I've ever heard. Well, the funny thing is she wanted to be his motivator for football. Imagine how much better he'd have been at football if he didn't have to do that for no 30 minutes kidding. an hour a day. And then to all of a sudden like come off the ventilator and wake up, Manta Teo thinks he is God that he's helping somebody come back from a deadly car wreck just because he sat on the phone with her. This self, like, I just, I, I can't, I can, un- there's some things that I can understand in these situations. 
Hell, I used to be the kid who would mess with people online all the time, like wanting to be their boyfriend, girl. Like that, that's what you did early internet. You, we, we were mean little middle school kids. Mm-hmm. You're immature. This is this new internet. We don't know how to use it. I can understand some of this. But like to fake act like you are a girlfriend who is on life support and your boyfriend is bringing you back to life, that is banana land. And then to go even one step further and then say that you've got leukemia while you're recovering from the wreck, like what? And then the leukemia is what gets you? It was it was nutty. It was it was the I I really came away feeling very bad for Manti Teo because this person just put him through the ringer. It's one thing to get duped a little bit and get in some sort of catfish relationship like so many others did because that's who, like, like his friends who were like, yeah, I know Lene, I talked to Lene, it's cool. Like, so many others fell for it, talked to her briefly, and then got out of it. But he was so nice that she really strung him along further than Anybody could possibly be strung along in one of these scenarios. I, I didn't really feel bad for Manti. I mean, just because the simple fact that he didn't know any better. Like, I mean, we've talked about it. Catfishing wasn't a thing. I would have fell for it. You would have fell for it. If if we had those nice bones in our body, which eh, we, you could ar- you could argue if we do or not. We got but, one or two. But, not, but, not, not as many as he does. But, I mean, we're going to fall for it, too. I, that whole situation, if I'm in Manti's shoes, I, I probably plays out pretty well the same way. I mean, but at some point, but, he has to step up and be like... And put his foot down. Yeah, or, like yeah. Sh- FaceTime me, Skype me, something. Like, yeah. I need to see who you are. Yeah. And then when they did, fired up the Skype and it was a guy, he'd have been out instantly. The By the way, did they ever touch on how she was leaving him, like, voicemails and stuff? Yeah, no, no, they touched on... The vo- I missed that part. Uh, right? I mean, well, he did the voice on Dr. Phil, Renaya did. Oh, okay. Uh, pre transition or whatever mm-hmm. which sounded more feminine than Renaya's voice now yeah and those voicemails are i mean you can put that that voice to that those pictures you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it's just to to go even one step farther Right when, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Renaya was done. Or, like, Lene was dead. Couldn't go any further. Notre Dame plays at USC. And Renaya, who plays Lene in this whole thing, is supposedly Lene's cousin. Lene's little sister is supposedly, or Renaya's little sister is supposedly Lene's niece. And it's like, oh, they want to meet you. Got the whole family on it, and then met Manti Teo after the game. Yeah, that's that was part of the issue I had with that. It was so messed up. That yeah, is messed up. And then even the weirder part is that Renaya had such a split personality at that point that it wasn't even like a big deal because that was him meeting Manti Teo and giving him a hug, and not Lene. Right. This is so messed up. It is. You want to talk about compartmentalizing. I can compartmentalize some things. That. Whew. Yeah, that that crossed a line. And then the fact that you couldn't just shut your damn mouth. Like, of all of the selfish things, if you're going to put some stuff, if you're going to put that on Manti Teo, to make the call, because that was one part I was curious, Justin, when did Manti find out? 
Some people thought that it was a hoax that he perpetrated. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever felt that way at mm-hmm. the time. I like to make those jokes. Um, I mean, they were easy jokes to make, but I, I, I never thought he helped perpetrate it. The fact that he found out two days before the Heisman ceremony. Like, what? You kidding me? How selfish. It's just, I, just despicable. Uh, the, the national championship game, he stunk, but here's the thing. Though. And didn't win the Heisman. Yeah, and he, he wasn't good enough to win the Heisman. I did try to pull so I pulled up his stats. The Tim Burke, who helped break the story for Deadspin, which we'll, we'll get into more later, he made the point that like sports writers, you know, they they are the voters. They aren't all the voters. Like there's former players, former Heisman winners are voters as well. But his story is part of the reason why he was there. He had this great story for an undefeated Notre Dame team, and he had good stats. They were good. They're probably better than Aiden Hutchinson, who was at there last year, which Will Anderson for Alabama had better stats than Aiden Hutchinson. The fact that Hutchinson was there and came in second is crazy. Um, but seven picks is really the difference maker. Seven picks is a linebacker. That That's the one that really jumps out. Third all-time in Notre Dame tackles, 113. He was good for a good Notre Dame team. I think I think even though he didn't play well in that game, it's he, he wasn't going to play well. He wasn't big enough. He's more of a will. He was playing Mike. He's too small to tackle Eddie Lacy and TJ Yeldon. Like that Alabama team was just playing murder ball. That was, that was classic Saban murder ball. We're just running it down your damn throat sort of stuff. He was going to lose money anyway based on just his late season performance and his size at the combine and stuff. Like he just, he's, he was not going to be a great middle linebacker in the NFL. Now, if he was coming out today, I think he'd be a goodwill kind of guy. And if he had, if he, if none of this happened to him, you know, he'd be a twenty fifth pick or something like that, make decent money. He ended up making ten million dollars in his career. That'll do. So I'm not too upset over him. But he definitely missed out on. I mean, he probably missed out on ten million dollars in signing bonus money, sort of stuff too, by falling out of the first round of the Chargers. I totally understand the mental blocks and stuff he had, the anxiety he had to get through. And that was the part you missed by falling asleep early, mm-hmm. Justin. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He, <laughs> and he had a great, like, if anybody was built to to survive this, it's Manti Teo, you know. And he had a decent seven-year NFL career. He's collecting retirement. Happy for him. He had an injury that kind of sidelined him. Um Prevented him from really taking off. And also, he just, you know, he, he's a fine player, but never going to be a great one. Wonder if the, he's met him a nice woman. The craziest part of it, I'm pretty sure he has. The craziest part of this story, though, that I, I alluded to at the other part of the break is it really was one of our first big social media stories mm-hmm. in the internet era. Because as Tim Burke, who was the big Deadspin reporter, he's at Bubba Prague on Twitter. He's a great follow because he just screenshots a lot of stuff. Is Deadspin back up? Deadspin's back up. He doesn't write for Deadspin. I don't even know who he writes for now. I know they went down for a yeah, and, years they, and they're not what they used to be. They stink now. Like they aren't fun. They just have just bad takes all the time. They're they're no fun. Um, they got taken down by the the Hulk Hogan sort of deal. But as Tim Burke put it, he's like, this wasn't your classic journalism movie. You know, this wasn't all the president's men. 
It's two guys texting back and forth, doing internet investigation. And first and foremost, it's wild that nobody looked up her obituary. Like, the fact that you couldn't find an obituary online, I look up obituaries online for my job, and I'm just Johnny Barker for KSR. But it's, what, 10 years later now? I mean, the fact that Wojciechowski on game day, like, I... that's that's shocking. And then the fact that it went up to the news desk for a while, like it was on your GMAs and stuff that they didn't look it up. That was crazy. And then the links, uh, we it, it went into the take game, and it shows that like a lot of our culture now is just takes. Maybe not in 2002. You might have had a couple punt. You know, you would have had Bill O'Reilly back then. But it was all takes, like, is it a cover-up for I mean, how many clips did they show people, like, was he just covering up that he's gay? I don't remember any of those. During the doc, maybe you fell asleep by then or so, something like that. But funny, they, they had, like, six or seven of them. So, funny story. I told you I fell asleep with 20 minutes to go in the second one. I actually fell asleep at the start of the second one and woke up, like, an hour later and restarted it. <laughs> Hey, that's dedication to the to the grind. Though. I was like, "Damn it, we have to talk about this tomorrow." I gotta watch. I appreciate you doing that, though, Justin, because <laughs> it's been a fun kind of twenty five minute talk. Yeah, but crazy story. It, it it and the fact that it was happening while Tiger Woods and Lance Armstrong, I didn't even realize that either. The texture on the Thornton's text line made a good point yesterday. Jack Swarbrick, Swarbrick handled it very well. Imagine Mitch trying to do PR for that. Whew. <laughs> Can't imagine. Can't imagine. But all in all, it was a great doc. A a real, not only sign of the times, but a transition. Like, it's a story that crosses a lot of intersections, but makes it so fascinating. But, and it's the perfect example, too, Justin, of how people love to build you up and then tear you down. Because they love to tear down Mm Manitatea. And it's really to no fault of his own. Now, did him and what's her head have a? Did they come together at any point near the end of it? Uh, Other than when they met the family, n- never met. Renaya apologized over the phone. And, oh, okay, so she like called him. Yeah, told him everything. Gotcha. Yeah, didn't really tell him everything, but just said like sorry and left up. Um, and and Teo, his his big thing that what helped him get over it. It wasn't just. Uh, forgiving Renaya because you would think a godly man such as himself, they'd be pretty quick to do, Mm -hmm. but it was forgiving himself because he was Mr. I know I'm confident in everything and I got duped by somebody. That was a big step in his recovery. See, that's unfortunate. That just, that doesn't years for him to get over this. It just doesn't seem like that would be a step that'd be necessary. Like you can't beat yourself up over that. Now, if it was today, like I said, yeah, go ahead. Be you're an idiot. Like catfishing's very prevalent. But back then, you you can't beat yourself up over that. Yeah, but when you're also in, you, he's in a different position than us too. I mean, That's he was true. on the freaking Heisman Trophy stage for crying out loud mm-hmm. at Notre Dame. Brought them back when he committed there. They stunk, and then he got them undefeated season and in the national title game. You know, like when it's like you're a stud on, on Notre Dame's campus. Why can't you find a good woman on their campus? Maybe it was See, just that she was close to home. He was familiar with that area of the country. The cultural thing yeah. was big. But, yeah, I uh, 
that was always my point of view. This is like, why are you wasting your time on this girl? You can find a girl with good values that isn't necessarily, you know, like you can find one of those in Notre Dame. I mean, women throw themselves at athletes on college campuses. Yeah, and I can understand him not wanting that sort of gal, you know? Sure. But Notre Dame's a big school. There's good Catholic girls, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm still with you on that point. But at least having the Polynesian connection, they made me understand, it made me understand why. So it was it was a great doc. Um, check it out on Netflix, and we apologize if you didn't want to spend twenty minutes uh, hearing about it. But it was a fascinating story. If you didn't watch it, watch it. It was good. Yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Maybe uh, I'll watch the last twenty minutes today. We got some good stuff on the Thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Stop being a, such a control freak. Cal can say whatever he wants to. He can say whatever he wants to, but that doesn't mean that like we can too. And we can be upset with the way he handles things as fans. Yeah, Trevor and Mike were talking about it. I guess someone texted in to the Rutherford show, meant for us. And they were sitting there just <laughs> speculating wildly what you all were well, yeah, we were arguing over. <laughs> they were so far off. <laughs> yeah. Well, because – and the thing is, is like, yes, Cal – he can say what he wants, but we have the right to be ticked off about it. We just do. Yeah. And I'm going to be ticked off. Like, the haven't seen him thing. That, like, I was with you on that. That's bogus. Yeah. That's bogus. There are different ways to handle it. And I was fine with it for a while, but now I'm, I'm over it. You know, just am. It's like the, there's no way that you haven't seen him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've seen him. You can be boring. You don't have to have some sort of cutesy thing. Right. You say, I don't know. He's got a leg. We don't know. <laughs> Stoops does it all the time, and we just put up with it. Because we've grown. Like, that's how he's going to handle things. But Cal, you don't know how he's going to handle some of this stuff. Well, I guess we know that he hasn't seen it. A bad sports opinion from Justin on the starting lineup. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. What the hell? I came around. I I said that it would. It's Wallace will probably start. I just I don't personally understand why he's such a shoe in for the starting lineup. That's it. And it's mostly the fre- the freshman aspect of it too. Well, I mean, yeah, and I, and I know that freshmen have played a big part in Cal's career at Kentucky. They they always come in and they always play. And case is Case and Wallace deserves to play, deserving to play. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. From what I saw in the Bahamas, sure, I'm 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 just fine with him starting. I just don't know why it's. Such a lock. For TJ makes the right point that starting doesn't matter as much. And this is going to, um, well, let's go ahead and tease a take because I've got a, wow. I have a Case and Wallace take along with three others. We saw a lot of good basketball in the Big Blue Bahamas, but we didn't see everything. We didn't get the full smorgasbord, if you will. I got four things that I still need to see from this Kentucky basketball team. On the other side of the break, we're going to do our daily double, come back with a fresh helping of takes, and yours on the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call.
you say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back in hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. What's Can so people funny? hear that, Justin? What? Could they not hear that? Oh, what I said? Yeah. No, my mic was not on. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, because you're in the other room. No, I heard it through my headset. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you did. Your mic was on. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was on. <laughs> I think everybody could hear Justin K would say, we're just getting started, bro. <laughs> I'm almost 98% sure my mic was off. It was definitely on. I heard it through my headset. <laughs> I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin K. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Hanging out with you on a Freaky Friday. You know, when you hear these rejoins, freaky Friday. the same rejoins every day, you just get into a habit of saying them. You do. Oh, yeah. It's like, the, it's like the Charlie Wilson thing. You can't help but whistle when you hear it every day. Oh, it's great. You know what else is great, too? Rocking your Shady Rays on the golf course. Come on. Uh, we, we were discussing it during the break. The It feels like Christmas at the Roush House. We're both in scrambles this weekend. Oh, man. That's big time. I'm so fired up. Full day on the golf course tomorrow. Adam Luckett's going to be doing the coverage of Kentucky football scrimmage. So you can nice. turn to him for your Kentucky football coverage. I'll be at the golf scramble. Rocking my Shady Rays. And my favorite part about Shady Rays, Justin, is I've got a couple pair. So, you know, I have one that's more of a stylish pair. Mm-hmm. But I also have ones that are almost like like they get the full coverage, the full exposure. So I don't get any sort of sun Touching any, getting anywhere close to my eyeballs. They're polarized too, so I can still see the ball as it's getting piped down the fairway. You know, because sometimes I know some people, Justin, you're one of those, you can't hit drives with sunglasses on, right? No. Yeah. But with my Shady Rays, I can. They're great. They're good looking. They're affordable, especially when you use the promo code Big X at checkout to get 25% off. And you know what? If I break them or lose them, if I have too many out on the golf course, I can get a replacement pair. Visit ShadyRays.com, the best sunglasses in the world, best looking, most affordable, best deal. It's They're the best. ShadyRays.com. Do we know if Shady Rays has golf ball glasses? Have you seen those before? Golf ball glasses? Yeah, there's there's glasses that you can put on, and they make your white golf ball stand out among everything else. That's pretty cool. I wonder what color they are. Like, Think blue. Blue, blue would make the ball stand out more. I guess that would make sense because the, your backdrop is most likely shades of blue and green, mm-hmm. which, you know, those are very similar. So that would that would make sense. Make your ball really pop. Yeah. My stepdad has a pair of those. He uh he can never find his balls because he doesn't hit it straight. Yeah, makes sense. Do you have a particular ball that you use? Are you no. yellow? You're it, ye- as ye- long as it's yellow, I don't care. So okay, so you do have a particular yellow mm-hmm. ball. Yep. You're a yellow ball guy. Yeah. I'm a Noodle, because they're cheap. No wonder you're no good. Um, and I'm also a whatever I find on the range, or, or just find out there. Because, you know, I'm like your dad, Justin. I hit them all over the place. <laughs> yeah, as long as I'm using yellow, I don't care. I can't see the white balls for whatever reason. I, ca- I can't track it in the air. You, aren't you also the one that doesn't wear your glasses prescription? I am. Well, I have. I was got contacts back in high school, but yeah, I haven't worn anything since. But I'm also colorblind, so that doesn't help either. Ah, uh, yep, yep. That'll that'll do it. I'm falling apart, Ralph. You really are. You <laughs> really are. But you did have a take about Case and Wallace, which I do too. Let's hear it. 
I'm I'm kind of like intern Jacob and Big Blue Drew. I'm kind of in between them on my thoughts with Severe Wheeler. I don't think he's the best point guard in the country. I don't think he's the worst point guard in the country. I think there's a middleman. My case and Wallace take, I, I didn't see what I exactly what I wanted to in the Bahamas, and I don't think you really could against that kind of competition. But I I worry that Kaysom Wallace could be a much better pro than he is at Kentucky because he doesn't have the ball in his hands at all times. I worry about Xavier Wheeler being too much of the guy. I want to know, can he take a back seat at certain moments? Because throughout the John Calipari era, there have been players who have suffered because they aren't the primary ball handlers. I think Ashton Hagens messed up two guys. Particularly Tyrese Maxey. Maxey would have been best served as the point guard on that team. But Ashton Hagens had that role. I'm forgetting who the other... It might have been quickly on his other team that could have played more with the ball in his hands uh, when he was a true freshman. I'm not going to be as harsh on that one. Isaiah Briscoe was one where he just would have been so much better if he was not playing second fiddle. Now, you can understand why, because he was playing second fiddle to Tyler Eulis and De'Aaron Fox. But we've seen throughout the Calipari era, guys who are best as primary point guards not play the position because there's other guys there that are just better than him. Maxie's, the, the, I think, my my best example of that. And I don't want Casey Wallace to get lost in the sauce on this. I want to see him be more assertive, kind of like Jacob was asking before the final weekend, like he wanted to see Toppin to be assertive. That's what I want to see this fall. And it might take some time because he's a freshman, but... Justin, I don't. Case and Wallace can be so good that you will not be questioning why he should be a shoe in to be a starter. See, here's my thing with the whole thing. I, after watching that Bahamas tour, which you you said it the best, uh, you can't really judge against that competition. There are eight eight guys, maybe nine, that you could make a case for starting. I mean, of course, if you eliminate Oscar Toppin and was it Wheeler? Is that the other one we said? Mm-hmm. And so if you eliminate their three spots, so that leaves two spots for what five, six guys. I mean, you could make a case for all five: Reeves, Livingston, yeah. Wallace, um, C.J. Frederick. You know, with the shooting. You know, See, yeah, and, and even you could even make a case too, uh, as T.J. put it, if Wheeler came in this year, you might expect him to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, yeah, I think loyalty has a lot to do with that. Right, right, right. And it does. And and that's another part too that Calipari can sometimes be loyal to a fault. And I hope that's not the case with Xavier Wheeler. Because there are just going to be games that Dominican game, now granted it's first game, and I don't want to be too takey, but I can just see some scenarios down the road where Wheeler is a great point guard until somebody physically starts pushing him and shoving him around. He does not handle physicality very well as a as a as a little guy. He just doesn't. If you give him some space though and let him kind of operate, he can cook you. 
And he can also blow by you. Even though it'd be counterintuitive, like you would think sagging off of him and forcing him to shoot would be the way to go. It actually just gives him a little bit more room to work and kind of see the court and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the, we are taking a step back. Wallace stepping up. Those were my two big ones that you can't see until you get on the floor in, in real game setting. And that that's what I want to see this fall. Those are two of them. The other one, a healthy CJ. Just I, 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 because I, I, we still we know what he kind of can be. Didn't but, get a lot of it in the Bahamas, though. Right, like you, you see flashes of potential, but how consistent can he be? Um, is he defensively there? I think so, but I'm not quite sure. Want to see him healthy, and also, I wanted to see a thousand block shots. This should be a very good shot blocking team. Mm-hmm. We, we we talked about it a lot yesterday with Damian Collins, but also Jacob Toppin pinning shots off the backboard. And Oscar Shibway got much better at blocking shots throughout the season last year. He, he isn't uh, as long and as rangy as some of the other ones, but he's a pretty damn good defender. And there's not going to be a whole lot of guys that are going to be able to score over him. So those are the four things I want to see from UK. If you got any you want to add to this equation, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. And let's get into some more text, shall we? Real, real quick, I'm not saying – that Case and Wallace shouldn't start, for what it's worth. Probably should start. I'm just saying there are several other options who I'd be okay with starting as well. Like, and TJ's talked about who who's okay coming off the bench. I mean, you look at a guy like Antonio Reeves, who's been the man at his school for, what, the last two, three years, whatever it's been. Is he going to be okay coming off the bench? And then from what I've seen from him in the Bahamas, I'd, I'd like that guy to start. But. Well, you know, I think you're to look at it another way. You're you're basically saying I'm not just trying to diss on Casey Wallace. There's just a lot of really good players. There, this yeah. team has a disgusting amount of talent. And I don't I don't know if I told this story on air. Did I tell the story about my haircut lady? I don't think you did tell. Okay, your so I, lady. I got my haircut on Thursday. She's a big barber or beauty shop. Beauty shop. I'm, okay. I'm the only guy in there every time. It's phenomenal. You and TJ, beauty shop people. <laughs> it's, it's great. Anyway, so. And I'm not, we have zero barbershop people on this show. I just go into hanging. <laughs> but I was talking about, or I was talking to her about it, and she looks at me and she goes, I was like, they're going to be really, really good. And she looks at me with this worried look on her face, and she goes, like, undefeated good. <laughs> I just looked at her. I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, really good. So wait, is she a Louisville fan? No, she's an Indiana fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, but you got Trace. Trace and Race. Yeah, but we're not undefeated good. Do you have guards? Yeah. Xavier Johnson. Uh, we got... Okay, he's back. He's fine. Jalen hood Shafino. He's a five-star freshman. Point guard? Got, yep. Okay, got, that's uh, what you need. Because yep. what's his name from Evansville? Big disappointment. Evansville. Yeah, the kid that transferred. He was a disappointment. Wasn't he from Evansville? Mm-mm. Where was he from? Are you talking Miller Cop? No, they transferred out. Little guy. Oh, Christian Lander. He yeah. was Evansville, right? Yeah, he was. He was Evansville. bossy. Yep. Uh, rights. Okay. Yeah. I uh, used to pr- practice at Bossy. Yeah, time. he's uh, he's at Western now with our boy. Uh, with Dante Allen? Yeah, Dante Allen. Yeah. Good for them. That's our number two team this year, remember? <laughs> that is going to be a fascinating watch <laughs> down there. Fascinating watch. Yeah, Indiana, Indiana will be just fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep him at just fine. Text around the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Daniel Orton was also a Billy G recruit who got swept up in the Cal whirlwind. Probably not what he signed up for. That's fair. Yeah. 
you could understand that weird like, career. Yeah, and his his signing class because Billy G. I mean, Orton was a good get, no doubt about it. Uh, John Hood, John Hood, John Hood, John Hood, John Hood. Forgot about him. Yep. He, I mean, he picked Kentucky over Duke. You know, that felt like a good get. We always we always make fun of Billy G. for getting his children, but he was recruiting about like Tubby, which wasn't good enough. But yeah, the only difference is Tubby can coach. Man, that one game, AC Law, really did Billy G some favors. <laughs> really did some favors beating Louisville at Rupp Arena. Another texture says, North Carolina may be the most diverse state from Asheville to Charlotte to the beaches and Outer Banks. Love North Carolina. Man, yeah, that was, that was our beautiful state conversation yesterday. That's a very good point. Outer Banks washing away. You get to, you get to see some crazy videos of the tides just taking out houses. Yeah, I've, I've seen some, yeah. But that, that is a very good point, Texture, because you get Appalachian Mountains. I've gone hiking in some of those in North Carolina. We went and entered the spirit world up on the AT. That was fun back in the day. My whole life, for whatever reason, I've wanted to live in the Carolinas. I think one day. Just anything in particular? No. I just I, I really like that area. Charlotte was surprised. Charlotte's a I, – I just did not know the money in that city because of the banking stuff. There's a lot there. That downtown was nice for the bowl game. Um. So yeah, that that that's a that's a good point. And Asheville's just hippie land. You ever been to Asheville, Justin? Don't think so. Sierra Nevada Brewery's there, but it's a uh, you know. And I actually stopped uh, down there with my wife. We took a trip um, and stopped for the day, like an afternoon sort of deal, on our way down to South Carolina. And uh, it's just a different place. Pretty cool. Don't they have a big old? Like creek or river running through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got a big river running through it. The Biltmore is close by, which kind of crazy that just an old enormous house is such a huge tourist attraction, but it really is unlike anything else, like the grounds and all of it. It's a they, Asheville is a big weekend getaway kind of place. We know TJ loves his his weekend getaways. Got to sure. look up the Biltmore now. Yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. Makes the Kentucky Castle look like a little baby house. Well, when Vanderbilt buys it. Jeez. Cornelius. Cornelius. Great old name. Great, great old name. Another texture. Love to cut the grass at the Biltmore. I mean, there's Pete. I mean, that's their full jet. Tom Jobs being groundskeepers. Those, those stripes are beautiful. That wouldn't be. So, though, though that, that kind of job. It could be rewarding. Groundskeeper to a place like that. Sure. The gardens there, those are nuts. I could see Justin spending some time there. <laughs> Another text says, shower in the AM to wake up and look presentable. Shower when I get home from the gym in the evening. How did we even get on the whole shower discussion? It was a, a texter. Hmm. Plumly, bro. Probably, probably. <laughs> See, and, and, and that's my thing, though, is like I, I can understand that, but if I'm taking a shower at night, I don't want to wake up and go through that rigmarole again. Right. Unless like one is a, just a quick like get your hair wet, wash your face, and kind of just shake the cobwebs off. But also the, the routines, the personal time to get yourself ready really goes down the drain when um, you got a kid. Mm-hmm. I like, can imagine. I know people love to uh, point out things my former ex-boss says. 
The other day he said, like, I just don't understand people being late. It's like, well, you don't, you never had a child. <laughs> like, kids, that's how you get late to things. Now, granted, was I always punctual prior to kids? Not always. That's what I was going to say. I'm never on time. Oh, the Roushes. My- Top 10 walk into church after the first the entrance song is played. <laughs> always, always walking in casually late. My, my uh, family has gotten to the point they tell me 30 minutes earlier for events now because they know I'm going to be 30 minutes late. But the thing is, is I, I'm pretty good about like knowing how much time I need to get to a place, and then just wrinkles get thrown into it, mm-hmm. and it's usually like either a wreck, construction, or just kid isn't feeling it for whatever reason. And you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to build in that extra time. Hard to build in that extra time. Another texture says, "How did you all talk beautiful places?" And Roush didn't mention Arkansas. Oh, I wanted to. But is I it? didn't want TJ. Oh, it is. Beautiful. Is it? Oh, yeah. Because it, it's surprisingly, uh, you have the Ozarks. The, the Ozarks make it nice and pretty. So you get a diverse landscape. Arkansas, pretty place. I thought the Ozarks were in Missouri. They stretch through both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ozark, the Ozark Lake is in Missouri, which I think is where the confusion lies. But Northwest Arkansas, very beautiful. Hmm. Campus, very nice. I have to check it out. It's close to where my wife is. Yeah. Elaborate. I've always said my wife's in Alabama somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't know where. <laughs> somewhere in Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, not a beautiful state. It just, can be. It, it has nice parts. Yeah, but it's just, it's humid as hell. It's just, you feel miserable down there. And it's fine, but it's just, ugh, sticky. Real sticky. coconut oreos are the best non-traditional flavor man i can't all right so justin coconut is a flavor that you know when you get older and you start to come around on stuff Mm -hmm. for me it's like tomatoes i hated tomatoes as a kid now i grow them eat them love them coconut i've come around on and the big thing for me has always been the texture so I still won't like eat coconut raw a ton, but like if it's sprinkled on something or like the pineapple slash coconut upside down pound cakes, mm-hmm. I can mess with those. Uh, in the flavor, you know, the, the like freeze pop popsicles that you sure. just, uh, the Kroger variety has a coconut flavor that I mess with. And uh, even coconut, like coconut water body armor, I'll, I'll mess with that too. But coconut Oreo. Yeah, that's yes. that's where I'm at. I love coconut. I always have loved coconut. But I do not want a coconut Oreo. No thanks. Another thing I don't think I'll ever come around on, mint chocolate. Mm, that's just a bad take. I, I, yeah, I just, it's something about, like, when I want chocolate, I don't want the refreshing afterwards. Now, maybe in a pinch, uh, those little, like, mints that are small, I can mess with because it is like having a breath mint. You know, you just, you, but you get a little chocolate taste. Maybe one of those is very little, but I can't imagine mint chocolate chip ice cream. Man, TJ said something about mint when I first started on this show, and every time I eat something mint now, it's all I can think about. Or when I brush my teeth, anything. When he said that mint is cold spicy. Nothing's ever made more sense to me in my life. Yeah, well, it makes sense whenever you do you brush your teeth and then you immediately get ice cold water, and it, or, or like you're chewing gum. You know, you can't do the ice cold water or else you get that the cold spicy. Yeah. 
I mean, when you eat something hot, you you have to do like the to like cool your mouth down. I do the same thing when I if I eat anything mint. So Justin, we you mentioned mint chocolate chip ice cream. Let's say you're going to an ice cream parlor, not like the soft serve, but the scoop. They got twenty flavors. Do you do you have one that you get every time? Do you mix it up? What's what's scooting, tooting, rooting, dooting, dingus doing in the ice cream parlor? I'm a big chocolate guy. Um, but straight if, chocolate, straight chocolate. Okay, but if I can find anything with brownies in it, sign me up. Mm, interesting. I'm I'm either straight chocolate or chocolate brownie. Yeah, the more so, chocolate, the better. I will typically do the um, the like cookies and cream type of deal at a place like that because I know the cream is going to be extra creamy, extra creamy. I'm old Greg. <laughs> There's a early speaking of early 2010s no internet shout outs. <laughs> Manti Teo and old Greg. Um I also will will mix it up sometimes with a little Rocky Road. But I'm out on any of the like Superman. When a kid gets Superman, yeah. I just look at that and I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Fruit flavors too, when it comes to ice cream, no thanks. I'm not if I want to eat fruit, I'll go eat fruit. I don't want it in ice cream. Uh, every once in a while strawberry ice cream's great. Mm. It hits good. Can't do it. But uh, classic Earlers at like the State Fair or Louisville football game, their chocolate is just, it's, it's nothing beats it. Oh, man. I need to get some ice cream after that. I, uh, I had a guy at my bar the other night talking about, is it Whippy Dip? Is that what they call it? Uh, a Dole Whip? Oh, at, at Rupp. He was talking about Rupp's ice cream. He kept calling oh. it. He kept calling it Whippy Dip. I, guess, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is because we know my opinion on Rupparina ice cream. I'm not true. a fan. That's true. Dole whips are nice though. Like a, it's like a sherbet. You ever had that, one of those? Mm-mm. Nope. If you don't like fruit, that but like you get like a pineapple Dole Whip, refreshing. I'm good. Very refreshing. I'm good. It's good. You're gonna give it a try one day, Scoots. They they shut down the Dairy Castle earlier than normal this season. Mm. I know many people were upset. Got to go out to PRP ice cream. I know people don't want to go all the way out to Greenwood Road, but that that place that place is awesome. It rocks. Try to stay away from there. No, suck it, Scoots. I got from Dixie Highway to Southern Indiana in ten minutes. Shout out to the Shawnee Expressway. Just go so fast. Nobody's on it. Y'all are missing out on the Shawnee Expressway. <laughs> and you're gonna miss us for the next four minutes when we go to our final break. When we get to the other side, I've got a few football things I want to share with you and more from the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, Kentucky Roll Call on Big Ass Sports Radio. Roll Call. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hopefully Nasty Dog's there. And oh, yeah. Well, he's got to be there, right? It's a tradition unlike any other. It really is. Bring out the strippers, get Nasty Dog there, get the giant blunts. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky-ass hits like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's? And make a few hits as I breeze. Roll. Call. 
Roll call. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Having fun on a Friday. I was listening to some early 2000s jams on the way in, Justin. Nice. Amazing how quickly the lyrics, like I, it was a T.I. song. Crazy how quickly those lyrics come back. Oh, yeah. They're just in, they're in the back of that brain for oh, good. Yeah. A lot of fun. We're really excited. Happy to be here on a Friday. You know what's a great way to kick off the weekend, Justin? Salsaritas. It really is the best. Maybe you're tailgating for a high school football game tonight. Get catered from Salsaritas. Make it easy on yourself. Download the app. Order it. Get some Salsaritas bucks at either one of their two locations. Even if you just want to get a mountain of guacamole, salsa, queso, you can do that. You, or you can get their tacos. Justin, what's your favorite thing at Salsaritas? I, I don't have a favorite thing. What? I don't. Every, everything I've tried from... So I've never never gotten the same thing from Salsaritas. Really? You mix yep. it up every I, single every time? Every single time. And the thing is, you're such a man of routine, I, I'm shocked by this. My favorite thing I've had so far is probably the steak quesadilla that I had. But I, I, I just... I, I, it's impressive, though, that you would change it up that much because you're not a change-it-up kind of guy. Well, I'm I, I'm not. You're right. I'm I'm very much not a change it up kind of guy. But when it's a sponsor and I want to be able to have a well rounded opinion on it, I feel like I just need to try it all. You know, man. Well, Salsaritas is glad that you're trying everything and sampling everything because they've got so much to to offer. They really do. So do yourself a favor. Go check out Salsaritas today and have an outstanding weekend great friday meal yeah really treat yourself treat yourself we're gonna treat ourselves to the thornton's text line momentarily but first off i got um i got four guys on this kentucky football team i need to talk about for a minute there are a lot of folks that people are excited to see during fall camp we start like oh Dion walker he's great him and keontae goodwin got more True freshman preseason All-American hype yesterday. We want to see these guys play. We like the buzzworthy people. Oh, Jatan McClain, he can catch passes out of the backfield. But the people that need to live up the hype in order to be successful, there's a short list of them. These guys need to be at their best for Kentucky to be at their best. The first one is easy. It's Will Levis. Kentucky will go as far as Will Levis will take them. Plain and simple. That is the story of this Kentucky football season. Yes, the defense will be better. Yes, Chris Rodriguez could become the school's all-time leading rusher. But as Mark Stoops told Kyle Tucker in the spring when they were doing the State of Kentucky address, it's like, how do you knock down another door and get past Georgia? you got to have a difference maker at quarterback. The buck starts and stops with Will Levis. There was a great story yesterday on him on CT Insider. Where, you know, a lot of this stuff's kind of regurgitated just for different audiences. But he said, you know, goals to be the best quarterback in the country. That's it. Plain and simple. I want to be the best person in the country. I think I can be. Another guy that needs to be at his best this fall and needs to live up to expectations. Carrington Valentine. I like what I've seen so far. But that secondary, he got picked on quite a bit last year. If he can be as good as I think he can be, which is just a steady, reliable guy that isn't getting picked on, that gets the defense off the field so much quicker. 
eliminating those big plays. You take away three Tennessee big plays, you're beating the snot out of them. You know, like those the 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 big plays that Kentucky's defense gave up last year. Kind of broke the season. Yeah, it happened against Mississippi State. Sometimes I guess they ran the ball a little bit more in that game, but big plays were the difference makers. Some of those you just got to tip your cap to them, like when Brock Bowers got that touchdown down at Georgia. Got to eliminate those big plays. Carrington Valentine can play a big role in that. Octavius Oxendine's the other one. We talked about him some yesterday. I wrote about him. Being able to set the the edge of that defense. Huge, hugely important. Jordan Wright, Jordan Wright, as much as we talk about J.J. Weaver being the difference maker, nobody can spray the stat sheet quite like Jordan Wright. I mean, if you go back and you look at his 2020 season, the last full season he played, and probably I think the only one, against Mississippi State, he had a pick six, forced a fumble. Against South Carolina, he forced a fumble and recovered two fumbles. And then had a sack. Like he can do so much in space. He's finally he's healthy. He needs to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's the guy you can trust to turn the game upside down, to flip momentum. And that's where Kentucky. I mean, they they were an enigma last year in that they somehow improved their record while their turnover margin got worse. If you look at Phil Steele and all of his stats, the a big way to see if a team will improve dramatically. Were they terrible at the turnover margin last year? Well, water's going to find its level. Similar to Iowa, I'm not going to be high on Iowa this year because Kirk Ferentz moved his son in the OC role, and they had a ton of turnover luck. Surely that's going to come to an end eventually. In Kentucky's case, they can get better. They can have a better record. I think Phil Stills and his something like 70% of the teams in his little category, they have a better record or the same the following year after having such an abysmal turnover year. Jordan Wright can play a big part of that. And finally, I think it's a guy I mentioned earlier. I don't know if DeAndre Buford is the long-term solution. If Keontae Goodwin can use this month of September, if the Charlestown Southern Indiana product, whose games Justin Kalen was calling last year, if he can become, not not the NFL first-round draft pick right away, but if he can become a, a consistent for the Cats this fall, folks, this team's going places. This team's going places. Now, we're going to go to the phone lines. Our pal Nick Kearns on the line. The Louisville Bats are back in town. And, Nick, it sounds like it was a, a late night last night over at Louisville Slugger Field. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, uh, a fun night, beautiful night. Uh, came up a little bit short. Another exciting game against uh, against Omaha. Bats have won two of the the first three. Omaha got the better of it last night, but uh, looking forward to uh, to a great weekend. Well, I, here here's the thing. I know for you, you've you've been doing these games for a while. How awesome is it to? be calling baseball games in the month of August and it isn't a hundred thousand degrees. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's pretty welcome for the, uh, for the players and, and coaches as well. Normally this is where it really starts to wear you down and, and get to be a grind. And 
definitely a little bit of a, a nice break when it when it feels nice out and you're not just sweating from walking out the door. So <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a, a welcome thing uh, when it's the fair and it and it feels great out. Well, and uh, tonight it's going to feel it's great weather once again. Nice little Friday night, and uh, you've got a cool getaway giveaway going on over at Louisville Slugger Field. Yeah, a, uh, a pretty unique bobblehead buddy bat uh, flying a Spirit Airlines jet is the uh, the bobblehead giveaway tonight uh, to celebrate National Aviation Day. Uh, first fifteen hundred through the gates, which open at six. First pitch at seven oh five. So. A uh, really cool uh, giveaway. Bats will be wearing their Mashers unis tonight and um, various things throughout the game to sort of celebrate the National Aviation Day theme and uh, also fireworks after the game. Ooh, so nice. uh, definitely definitely a, a good night, and, and like you said, should be great weather. So uh, a lot of good reasons to, to come out and enjoy. Unlike Spirit Airlines, this game will start on time. Oh, I, I had to make that joke. I, I'm I'm sure Spirit's a great sponsor of Bats Baseball, but I, I it's a little hanging fruit, Nick. You you got to understand. No, I sure. I think that's I think that's all air travel at this point. So, uh, yeah, unlike that, uh, the game should be starting on time, barring uh, any unforeseen circumstances. Never like to make any super guarantees. Always that asterisk. Game time subject subject to change. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll keep a close eye on the bats tonight. I'm, I I, I want to get one X's and O's question in here. Uh, I admittedly am not paying the closest attention to Major League Baseball, uh, but I do know that the Cincinnati Unreds unloaded a lot of guys for prospects. How many of those new prospects have, have been able to, to play for the bats, and are there any ones who are like, oh, man, this – this guy could end up being the the real deal for the Reds in the near future. Yeah, Spencer Steer came over uh, in the the Tyler Malley deal from the Twins, and uh, he uh, is a guy that I wouldn't be surprised to see in the big leagues uh, later this year and, and maybe in the next uh, couple weeks with with the rosters expanding a little bit in September to to twenty eight from twenty six. He's a uh, He's he has been really good since showing the bat to the play. He was already hitting it well in this league with St. Paul. He was in AAA for the Twins, um, but he uh, he slotted in as a top ten prospect for the Reds, and um, we've seen him hit really well. He's riding a twenty eight game on base streak, which is wow. the longest in AAA, and uh, homered again last night. So I, I think uh, I think he'll be up there. Sooner rather than later, he's been really impressive. Uh, Levi Stout came over in the trade with the Mariners that sent Luis Castillo to Seattle. Um, he's made a couple of starts, uh, left with a trainer on Sunday, so not exactly sure of what his status is for this weekend. His next day to pitch would be tomorrow, so we'll see if he's able to make that start. But uh, have gotten a, a short look at him, and then, uh, from the one of the preseason trades, Brandon Williamson came over from the Mariners in the deal that sent Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to to Seattle, and, and Williamson's been really good, uh, lefty starting pitcher, and uh, he started the game on Wednesday night and was spectacular over six innings. So uh, there's been definitely some guys that have come over in the deals that have started to to make their way up to the bats and have have made an impact, and it's uh, it's good to see. 
that's uh, that's the goal of what the the Reds were doing, and and so hopefully uh, those guys are in the big league sooner rather than later, and, and able to to make a similar impact there. Well, you can go out and see them this weekend at Louisville Slugger Field, buddy. The bat bobblehead giveaway tonight and fireworks after the game. You can hear Nick Curran on the Big X Sports Radio first pitch at seven oh five. Nick, we appreciate you joining us and uh, have fun tonight. It's it, it should be a good one. Yeah, looking forward to it. Appreciate it as always. That was Nick Curran, voice of the Louisville Bats. You can hear all the action on the Big X. We're- Justin, how's that? How's that working tonight? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, well, even if you can't hear tonight, you can hear him all the other nights. If if check out Nick Curran's Twitter, yeah. he'd probably have an update on where it's. I mean, it's going to be on one station. Just don't know which one. We got so many stations. We're yeah. bigger and we're exier well, we than ever. We have like five things to cover tonight. It's Man. crazy. It's banana land over at the Big X. Yeah. Absolute banana land, and it's banana land on the Thornton's text line. It is. You can get fresh bananas at Thornton's too. Five zero two four one four. 1450. Texter says, Were the St. X intramural jerseys the ones for kids who weren't good enough to play for the actual teams? Oh. That's correct. They were. Yeah, great point, Texter. Great point. <laughs> great point. I, I will say, as self deprecating as I like to be, there are times where I'm just like, you know, I actually was really, I was pretty good at sports. It's pretty good. So no, I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm very washed now, but I was, uh, I, I do like that every. He, one of my friends, he is, you know, like Justin. You might be this in your group, but he's the short guy that's always the the jerk. You know, that's like always making. I'm not a jerk. Oh, this guy though is the. I'm the funny I can't guy. I can't say the the word on the radio, but like that friend who's just always being a you know a you know what. Mm-hmm. He's that guy, and there will be times sometimes where he'll come to my defense on the internet, and be like, "No, Roush was actually good." Like as much as I'll tell him to his face that he sucked, and I'll tell him that he sucked. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty decent. See, so, that, that's why I want you and TJ to play basketball so bad because I have no doubt that TJ was a good athlete as well, but I think you'd stomp him. I just really yeah, do. The, the worst part, though, now, Justin, is the I have to do much better training myself to get in basketball shape, which basketball shape now is just like being able to run up and down the court a few times and not have my hips and knees hurt the next day. He's not in basketball shape. Yeah, but he at least like exercises some. That's true. Yeah, whereas like me, I'm, you know, doing walks and like cutting the grass to sweat. <laughs> TJ's right here. It's not a perfect comparison, but it's absolutely a double standard. What? Because Stoops says it's an it's an ankle injury, and I can't. Or he's got a lower leg. We'll see. Stoops says we'll see. Cal says I haven't seen him. It's just semantics. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, Cal knows that it bugs people. But he still keeps saying it. I think that's even the the part that gets people fired up more. And also, like, trying to make it like a, a KSR thing, too, is just silly. Because, no, KSR is not the only people that get ticked off about mm-hmm. it. Every person in that media room rolls their eyes. When Cal says that, when PJ Washington was had a, in, in, a, in a boot, and we were scouring Ashton Hagen's Instagram stories to see if he was still in a boot or not, it wasn't just KSR; it was everybody. Because Cal, all he would say was, "I haven't seen him." Everybody was pissed off about that, and now we're we're just like doing this thing. It's it's so dumb. It's so stupid. 
well, you hate Cal. Well, no, you like Cal. And it's like, no, no, no. This is just a dumb thing Cal does, and it gets people worked up. And now people are working against each other. It's can't, silly. can't have an opinion anymore without hating or loving somebody. Or, or othering <laughs> the other. Like, we, we don't need to other. You like Cal for this, or you don't like it for that. It's like, or people have a right to, like, not like the way he's saying it, and you don't have to call them idiots for it. Another texture says, I would love to know the daily word count of both Mike and Trevor. Mm. Are they saying, like, who talks more between the two of them? Yeah, I would ask your opinion, but you never listen to their show. Um... No, I do, but I only <laughs> get certain segments. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it does feel like Trevor just keeps going and going. Oh, if you take guests out of the rotation, like the guests that Mike, talk, Mike talks to and Trevor doesn't say a word, you take those out, it's hands down Trevor talks more well trevor also it takes sometimes it takes him a while to get to his point because he yeah. mentions a name and then he gets sidetracked yep. and then he has to bring it back around <laughs> yep this is how trevor's mind works it's <laughs> fascinating they should study it for science yeah we need to make sure trevor's an organ donor because that brain needs to be studied for sure another texture on the thornton's text line says i can't imagine the thrill of sitting right at midcourt at the neutral site uk indiana games a sea of red to your right, a sea of blue to your left. Bring it back, baby. Come on. That was so great. And there's not too many of those like that anymore in sports. You have the cocktail party, uh, Fort of Georgia, which we never mentioned that on this show. That was a huge SEC story, Justin. Did you follow along any of it all with your Florida, your former Jacksonville test? When they're talking about moving it? Yes. Yeah. So Kirby was really pushing for it for recruiting purposes. Mm-hmm. Florida's like, no. And also because it's it's – they get more of a home crowd there for it. They never mentioned this as a potential compromise. Now they can just host recruits. Both teams can as a home game. Solves all the problems. Uh, yeah, keeps the game in Jacksonville. Yeah. like that, that came out like a week or two ago. And basically three off-seasons worth of garbage just got thrown in the trash pretty simply so, over an easy compromise. So only Florida was able to host recruits? Nobody was able to. Really? Yeah, because it was a neutral site game. Well, that seems fair. Yeah. Like, this is a fair, easy, equal compromise. I mean, here's the thing, though. Jacksonville is loaded in football talent. Absolutely loaded. Why why not just get there a day or two early, go around to some of these high schools? No, no. I'm sure that's what they do. Because, uh, you know, Mac Jones' school, he was from Jacksonville, the Bulls school. That's a big prep school. Yeah. I did not know. uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky recruited him. Hate Bulls. Why? Because they were so good. Uh, They were. So they were the big time rival to the private high school that I broadcast. Which private high school did you do? Episcopal. Okay. The uh, that was also Joey Gatewood's from that area. He's from Bartram Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of good football down there. No wonder they want to host recruits. I mean, mm-hmm. and just get all your Jackson- Jacksonville guys as unofficial visitors. Jacksonville's I- football is just off the charts. I, I actually low key hated high school football until I moved to Jacksonville, and it was just like it's it's a different animal. Yeah, it wasn't Indiana Southern yeah. Indiana football. Because yeah. as Mook put it, Southern Indiana football. Even though Louisville high school football isn't always the greatest in JCPS and stuff, you got some Mickey Mouse operations at times. For sure. Um, but uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be some drama as well when you have Florida and Georgia recruiting the same guys at the same game. Who's going to be – because you're technically unofficially both. You can talk to both kids, coaches, if you want to as a recruit, but who are you going to – whose guest list are you going to be on? Mm-hmm. That'll be fascinating. 
Another texture on the Thorns text line. Sorry with all the scramble questions, but how does the tourney keep track of each team? Is there a number each team texts in to let them know their score? I haven't played in a ton of scrambles. No, you just keep your golf score. <laughs> no, after no, he's right. After every hole, text the text line. Let us know your score. <laughs> no, you just play the honor system. And that's why there's also, in some of these big ones, there's a lot of um, cheating accusations. Like you get something like when Justin, you, have you ever been to one where a team's sixteen under and you're just like, come on? Yeah, but it was legit. I don't. I don't know that I've been a part of one that was like rampant cheating. TJ gets more competitive. I suck at golf. I'm there for the fun. Same. But I oh. could see where there's some where you're you know you have a good round and you're like, no way that those guys actually did that. But the the only one I've won, it was like a Wagner basketball or something. So it wasn't a lot of good teams. And we brought in a ringer who buried – he hit two bombs. And if you hit if you hit some bomb putts, like, you know, eagle par five. That's why we're bringing Jacob. It'll take you places. Shay here. I got to say, it's to the point now with Mitch that I'm starting to just think he shook some hands or made some side deals with somebody or something about booze. He's clearly not totally out on alcohol – because he's in the suites for the games. He's the one around the booze. It's not like just being around it repulses him. Nothing else makes sense. He His coaches want new facilities. Here's an idea, Mitch. Make the people happy and make money hand over fist and put booze in the stadium. The so, problem is, Shay, is Shay, he has made handshake deals. That's Those are the guys he's got to raise money from. So he's willing to compromise to make the people happy that – Donate money. But he's not for the regular guys. He's just not. He's just not. Another texture on the Thorns text on brings up something that I have on my list that I hadn't touched on yet. I know you guys saw this. Thoughts. And it's a screenshot of Chris Doring predicting an 11-1 season for the Kentucky Bobcats. Only lost to Tennessee. Went over Georgia. So uh, is that going to be your prediction too, Justin? I could see it happening if you flip-flop Georgia and Tennessee. So win over Tennessee, loss against Georgia. Here's the thing. Of all the – if you're going to predict 11-1 in one season for Kentucky, this is probably what you predict. I think that if you, another way to do it, you might predict a Mississippi State loss and wins over Tennessee and Georgia. Because if Kentucky's going eleven and one, they've they've got to beat Georgia. Mississippi State loss? No, Ole Miss. Yeah, but no, no, you're no. At, no. I, you're at Ole Miss. You got Mississippi State at home. Yeah, but I think Mississippi State's much better, and Kentucky struggled with the three three five. That the the defense that they run, I could see Skangarello struggling with it. He's a pro guy. I'm just, I think Ole Miss is not going to be that very that good. Mississippi State pretty good, but to your point, you're right. History since 2015. The Kentucky-Mississippi State Series, the home team wins every time. The thing about this prediction, though, Justin, from Chris Doring, he's made the, he made the take at SEC Media Days that it was going to be Georgia. Um, that, that his big, big win this – the biggest upset of the season was going to be Kentucky over Georgia. With these – when they do these on SEC Now, those scoots – they aren't predicting every game for everybody. Like, he'll predict 11 and more. Like, when they change their panelists, Roman Harper might predict 10 and 2 for Tennessee, 
And then the next day, he'll pick another team to beat Tennessee that he didn't have the other time around. Like, they're not consistent when they bounce from team to team. They're not picking league-wise. And even then, when he was pushed, he's like, so does that mean Kentucky's winning the SEC East? And he's like, well, I haven't thought it through that much. It's like, yeah, like this is this is a little bit takier. I still haven't made my season prediction. I'll probably go a little bit more optimistic at like 10-2. and two. But hey, last year got 100% correct. 100% of the game is correct. So You did? Picked every single game right. 9-3 with three losses in a row in the middle of the season. But you were catching all that heat. Caught a lot Before of heat. the season. Caught a lot of heat. <laughs> Feels good to be right. Manuel is going to beat them both, you dingus. That was from our friend P. Diddy from the city. He's, he's giving... Uh, is giving Manuel an 85% chance to beat both, no, 85% chance to beat both PRP and Mel and a 55% chance to split them. Which that math doesn't check out, but nope. whatever. TJ, where are you going for your bachelor party? He's at a lake, a lake in Kentucky, which I think is a good way to go about it. Big lake. Yeah. He never did tell us which one. Yeah, and you know, I just would encourage people even though I am selfishly one that did the big out-of-town one, it's just as fun doing uh, in-town or nearby. It's all about hanging out with your pals. Yep. Dude, how's your girlfriend going to die and you not go to the funeral? Truth. Well, he never met her, so it was a weird relationship. Yeah, but I would have been doing everything in my power to figure out about her showing and all that. Oh, you see, that's the thing. It's like... How do you not know the funeral arrangements to at least send flowers? Right. You know, like there there are some parts of this that are just warped. And granted, he did live a different life for crying out loud. He grew up in Hawaii and moved to play football at Notre Dame. Like it, things are it's tough, a different, tough life. It's a different kind of life, but yeah, there are some weird aspects of that story. And if you didn't check it out, go back and listen to the KRC podcast. It was a fun one. We talked about it a lot in hour number one. John here. Good TGF morning, everyone. Okay, today I'm going out to try and find some cheap clubs for the golf scramble. I don't care if it's at a yard sale or a resale shop. So tell me something I should be looking for when I buy these clubs. When do I unite with the clubs? When I do unite with the clubs, it will be magical. I will turn into a mixture of Jack Nicholas and Happy Gilmore. One of them is just a movie character. Can you believe that? So watch out, KRC crew. John Happy Nicholas is coming. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. I love that he committed to the scramble. Doesn't even have clubs. Oh, man. That's 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 loyalty right there, John. I would suggest at least one appearance at the driving range before uh, coming on by. Um, looking forward to seeing you, John. I don't have any tips, although I would say I bet you can find some cheap ones on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Don't spend anything. or Or like one of those secondhand shops. And here's the other thing, too. You don't need to play with a lot of clubs in your bag. A pitching wedge, a seven iron, maybe a five iron too, and then something a driver. Like you don't you don't need a lot. Putter. You need a putter. And a putter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Happy Friday, my friends. TJ I got my poster yesterday. Thank you again for sending it. It's perfect for my Kentucky corner of my classroom. That was from Alex from Colga. It is a I'm glad you got you're rocking it. And you've got the Anthony Davis poster. I'm so jealous that I did not get one of those Anthony Davis posters back in the day. He can't call it a Kentucky corner, though, because he's got a Braves and Astros banner hanging. It's an all-sports concert. Well, I think... Sports corner. Sports corner. But it's mostly Kentucky. That was Alex from Colga, by the way. Uh, Somebody says, definitely heard that, Scoots. You did say, we're just getting started (laughs) rolling the air. 
We all heard you mark, mocking Stoops, uh, J-Baby. Hot mic, come on. <laughs> How does that happen? You and your hot mics. How like, does that uh, happen? You better not get us in trouble, dude. No. Justin, this may be your worst take yet. Kaysen <laughs> is a stud and needs to start and play the most minutes. I mean, you could... I'll just say the same thing I said. You could make the same case for eight or nine guys on this team. All right. So now the basketball is nearly on us. I've always wondered, has Scoots brought up the Watford shot? And if so, was he chesty? Over or under on ESPN showing it five times this season? You would say no to that, right? Yeah, you're, you're have this wise opinion that like you all overdo it with the watch shot. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you all see it enough on ESPN. I don't need to constantly you were, bring you, it up. You, you've brought up that you were there for it, right, though? That you were a security guy? No, I wasn't. Oh, I thought you were I No, you were security I guy. was an usher, and that was the game that they I showed up and they told me I was scanning tickets. <sighs> and I said, to hell with that I am. I'm, Indiana's winning this game. I'm going home to watch it. And nice. I left. <laughs> I was an usher. Every other game, that one, they wanted me to scan tickets. Get out of here. Another. T- uh, hey, fellas, bad from Bellbrook here. So here, Nick's getting new kitchen cabinets, but they can't be installed for a while. Fortunately for the big guy, I'm an interior trim carpenter, so I can set cabinets all the time at work, and I'll gladly install all of them in return for two lower section tickets for a UK football game. This wow! Season. Who can say no to that deal? Wow! Take him up. Oh wow! Bad Brad from Bellbrook. That's interesting. Take him up on it. Uh, we'll see. We'll maneuver around. Uh. Part of it, too, is when they delivered some of the cat. Like, the frustrating part, cabinets got delivered quicker than most are getting delivered right now, but they get delivered banged up, so you got to reorder some of them. Mm. Yeah, that's the pain in the ass. So you think, oh, they'll be here in six weeks, maybe two weeks later, you'll have them in. Well, really, it's two more weeks, and then two more weeks, and just gets pushed back, so. But we're, we're decent right now. Brad, I might take you up on that offer later, but I don't want you driving all the way from Beltbrook. Feels a little harsh, but either way, um, this does remind me. I appreciate the offer very much. It does remind me that when my parents called for a plumbing quote, Kentucky Krogh was the one that, that came in. Yeah, you said that. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty, pretty funny. Be pretty good at sports. Roush. By pretty good at sports, Roush means he was tall. Oh, I no, I got pictures of me uh, mossing dudes. <laughs> I had 20-some-odd sacks. Did you really? Yeah. 20. In your career? No, my senior year, 22. You had 22 sacks your senior year. Yeah, let's That's say. That's incredible. Yeah. And wow. My uh, my flu game, here's more glory days for you. My flu game, we were playing Newport Central Catholic. My stomach was just messed up for the game. Something was wrong with me. I don't know. I typically played both ways. First drive on offense, threw a pass at me, went through my hands, hit me in the face mask, and I was just like, I can't really run today. I'm just off, guys. Play the other guys on offense. I can still do defense, playing the trenches. It's not running. I can just hit people. Ended up, it was the team that beat us 56 to 14 in the final four of the year before, or in the regional final the year before. We play them again. We got to get a stop, final drive. I think we're up one score, maybe two. And I had uh, three sacks, three of my five sacks on the final drive. That's unbelievable. In the game. Yeah, it was, was pretty good. Suck a texture. 22 sacks in a year. Now, granted, I bet you it was call- closer to like 15 because our coaches counted half sacks as full sacks for everybody. Mm. But I still had a ton of sacks. I had like uh, – and that was with three teams that just didn't throw the ball because they sucked so bad. They were <laughs> in our district, and we just – they couldn't throw the football against us. That that wish we played better teams the whole year round. 
But Cage says double A has six classes instead of five, so you end up getting stuck with stinky teams in Owen County when you're in Louisville as your district opponents. Florida has eight. Florida has a ton more people though, <laughs> but still stupid. Uh, you all need to go do. You all need to do a tournament in the eighteen birdies app to keep live scoring. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I've been minus fifteen on a scramble team in Audubon once. We had two scratch golfers, a former pro, and me. I drank double vodkas and contributed putts. That sounds like a great oh, time texture. Uh, we're gonna have a great time at the Big X. Golf scramble. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, hurry. Spots are limited. It's only two weeks from today. Woohoo! We'll be out there uh, at uh, is it Elk Run? No. Yeah, Elk Run. Elk Run Golf Club. Shotgun start uh, nine a.m. Just email. Does he not have the email? Big, Big X Scramble at yahoo.com. Yeah. If you want to get in on the action. Justin, enjoy your golf scramble this weekend. Best you of too. luck. I'll hit him straight. And we'll see you Monday with an entire crew of KRC on the Big Exports Radio. For Nick Roush, I'm Justin Kalen. Happy weekend, everybody. Hey.